0: Congratulations. You have just found the number one over 50 health and wellness podcast on the planet. and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have another episode of The Coach's Corner today, so there's no guest. You just got me today. And of course, we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. But today, I want to talk to you about the post-diet phase in your healthy, sustainable weight loss journey. That is, what should you do after you're done dieting? This is part three in a three-part series. So two weeks ago on The Coach's Corner, we talked about the pre-diet phase and that episode was titled Pre-Diet Hacks for Lasting Weight Loss. And then last week, we discussed what to do in your actual diet phase. And that episode was titled Diet Strategies for Healthy Sustainable Weight Loss. Now, if you haven't already listened to those two episodes, I would suggest you do that before listening to this one. However, I do want this to be a standalone episode Episode, so if you haven't listened to those, no worries. I think we'll be able to catch you up. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with today's show. You're done with your diet, now what? Okay, we're going to assume that you've spent, uh, let's say, let's just call it 8 to 12 weeks in a pre-diet phase and you've got yourself ready to go on a diet. You then spent the next 4 to 6 weeks in a diet phase, you lost some fat, and now it's time for your post-diet phase. So, Before we talk about the post-diet phase, let's just back up and do a little recap. I want you folks to note that in phase one, we were adding things. We weren't taking things away. So we were adding calories. We were adding protein. We were adding resistance training. We were adding some muscle. So the focus in phase one was to add things. And really what we're trying to add is a more optimized metabolism, meaning a faster metabolism, a metabolism that burns more calories at rest. And then in phase two, we were subtracting things, mainly calories, right? If you remember, we were, that's our diet phase. So we need to be in a calorie deficit. And in phase three, we're going to start adding things back in, but in a slow and controlled manner. So let's just recap here our three phases. Remember back in phase one, our pre-diet phase, our emphasis was on building muscle, on optimizing our metabolism. Really, the goal of that pre-phase is to get us healthy enough to start a successful fat loss phase. This is missing in 99% of all diets out there, right? Most people just say, hey, eat less food and you'll lose weight. And they are correct. But as we all know, that doesn't lead to lasting, sustainable weight loss. That leads to weight loss. And I'm here to tell you that's muscle and fat, not just fat. And it never lasts, right? I think that the statistics are very, very abysmal. 97% of people who go on diets lose weight. Don't manage to keep it off long term. And part of the reason is, or the largest reason is that they're skipping this pre diet phase and this post diet phase. So remember back in that pre diet phase, we said we wanted to establish a baseline. In other words, how many calories are you averaging every day? Without that information, it's really tough to start a diet and to know if you're healthy enough to start a diet. In phase one, we said we specifically don't want to diet. So we don't want to take food away. And for some Some of you, and probably a lot of you, you should even reverse diet. That is, add a little bit more food in to support our muscle building that we're trying to get in this phase one. We wanted to prioritize strength training. We wanted to prioritize protein, and we wanted to make sure we were optimizing our sleep and our stress. And these are all things that will contribute to building and optimizing your metabolism. Now, we said that at the end of that pre-phase, we wanted to take another month. So imagine that you've been in this metabolic optimization phase for, let's just say, six to eight weeks. Now we're going to take another four weeks and we're just going to stay at maintenance, meaning we're now eating more food, we're lifting weights, we're prioritizing our protein. And what we're trying to do is to allow our metabolism to settle into this new Baseline. This, and this is what's going to give us room and prepare us to go on a diet phase. All right. So last week we talked about phase two, and that's your diet. That's the fat loss phase. Now, to be clear, when I say diet, I am very, very specifically talking about fat loss. I'm not talking about weight loss. A lot of folks don't really make that distinction. They just want to see the number go down on the scale. But I'm here to tell you that is a very unhealthy way. Weight loss by itself, a.k.a. when you're losing muscle and fat is actually very detrimental to your metabolic health and to your longevity. So wh- I'm going to I'm going to use fat loss, weight loss, diet, all kind of interchangeably here. But know that when I'm talking about this phase two, your diet phase, I'm very very specifically talking about losing fat and clinging onto the muscle that we have built, that new muscle that we built in the pre phase. Okay, so when we talked about that fat loss phase last week, we covered I think it was four things. We talked about of course, we have to cut our calories. And we said, hey, we're going to, from our new maintenance calories, we're going to cut 20 to 25% of those calories. That's going to put us into a nice deficit. We're going to have some weight loss. We talked last week about this is a new intention. We are now focusing on maintaining that muscle. And we're going to do that by sending a loud, clear signal to the nervous system that we want to hang on to this muscle that we built in that pre-diet phase. And we do that through strength training and through keeping our protein kind of high. Okay. So that was the fat loss phase. And I just throw, I'll throw this in here as well. Keep in mind, I think we talked about this at, at length last week, but if you were to lose a pound of fat and gain a pound of muscle, the scale wouldn't move, but you'd be healthier. You'd be stronger. You'd look a little different. Now, if we bump that up and say, if you lost five pounds of fat and you gained five pounds of muscle, you would look remarkably different. You would feel remarkably different. That is remarkably better. You'd look better. People haven't seen you in a while and be like, holy moly, have you lost weight? Well, not really. You've lost fat, but you've built muscle. You're healthier. You're stronger. Your metabolism is roaring. So keep that in mind when we talk about fat loss phase. Yes, we want to lose fat, but remember- but we also want to foster this healthy connection with our metabolically expensive and metabolically precious muscle, okay? All right. So I think we wrapped up probably last week in the fat loss phase by how do you know when you're done? And we talked as a general rule of thumb, we don't like them in fat loss phases for longer than say four to six weeks. And that's a very typical time that our clients are in a diet. Nobody likes dieting. It sucks. So we typically like to get in and get out. And here's the really cool part. If you've done that pre-diet phase part, you don't need longer than four to six weeks. Get in. Drop a little bit of fat, not weight, and then... We're going to uh, start your post-diet phase, which we're getting ready to talk about here. And a few other cues that are helpful to know when you're done dieting, um, your weight loss will plateau. So in other words, maybe lose two pounds the first week, two pounds the second week, one pound the next week, and half pound the next week, and then no no weight loss the, the next week. That's a sign. It's, it's time to reverse. And then there are things like hunger cues. If you're hungry all the damn time, it's probably time to get out of there. And definitely it's time to to stop your diet, when you start to see deterioration in things like your mood, your energy, your sleep, and your libido, if those things are starting to trend southward, it's time to get out of that diet. You can always run this cycle that we're talking about, this pre-diet phase, this diet phase, and we're getting ready to talk about the post-diet phase here. You can run this cycle multiple times if you have more weight to lose than you lose going through it the, the one time. All right, so now we're done with our diet. We've lost some weight and it's time to get out of this. Here's what most of us do when we finish a diet. We say, woohoo. <laughs> we pat ourselves on the back. Great job. We had the grit and the determination. We lost those 10, 20, however many pounds in this cycle of dieting. And we go back to doing what we were doing before. And of course, that only has one outcome. <laughs> it's not one. I suppose it has two outcomes. You either gain all the weight that you lost back or worse yet, you gain all the weight that you lost back and a few bonus pounds to boot. I think most of you who have a history with dieting know exactly what I'm talking about. And even if you did a really healthy pre-phase, got yourself healthy enough to diet, went in and dieted, and then just went back to doing what you were doing before, you're going to regain that weight. It's just, you've got to include this last post-diet phase. Okay. So, what are we talking about in a post-diet phase? And really what we're talking about here is a reverse diet. So a reverse diet, for those of you that don't know, is exactly what it sounds like. It is dieting in reverse. It's adding more food back in. So if you remember last week, we said we were ready to diet when we we're eating enough food. We had this new maintenance calories. And let's just say for you're a guy and we got you to 2,800 calories. So that's where your maintenance calories were before you went on a, on a diet. And let's just say you ended your diet at 2,000 calories, right? So unlike going on the diet, we just cut your calories and you went on a diet for four or six weeks. Unlike that diet phase, we're going to take a very slow, conservative approach to adding your food back in. And I'll say this, the more concerned you are with weight regain, the slower you should go. In other words, we're going to add some calories back in to your diet week over week, and we're going to explain exactly the formula for doing that. But if you're one of those people that just can't stand to see the scale go up even a tiny bit, then you should probably do this very conservatively, meaning very slowly. You're going to stretch out the timeline that you're going to be reverse dieting even longer. But if you're one of those people that's really concerned with the number on the scale, I would advise you go slower. If you are just want to be healthy and strong and vital, then you can be a little more aggressive. So what do we do? Let's just take our guy. He's eating 2,000 calories. We want to get him back to 2,800 calories. If he starts eating 2,800 calories the day after his diet, he's going to gain weight. And by weight, I mean fat there's just no way around it. Even if he's doing all the other things, right. And even if he's sleeping and managing his stress and hitting the gym and eating protein, he's going to gain some fat. So what do we do? How can we get him back to 2,800 calories, but make sure that he doesn't gain fat along the way? So that's the magic of reverse dieting. So for somebody like that, if we were to take 10% of his calories, he's eating 2000 calories at the end of his diet. That's 200 calories. So we'll take a very conservative approach with this guy. We'll say he doesn't want to gain any fat back. So that first week, he's going to eat 2200 calories every day. Seven days in a row, he's going to eat 2200 calories. And then the next week, he, we're going to add another 200. He's going to eat 2400 calories the next week, 2,600 calories for every day that week. And then that final week, he's going to eat 2,800 calories. And now here's where some of the magic happens. If this guy was my client, I'd say, hey man, let's bump this up another 200 calories. Let's get you to 3,000 calories and make that your new maintenance. So Let's unpack what's happening here. We are adding slowly, in this case, 10% more calories to his diet every week. So again, he stopped his diet at 2000. So the next week, we're going to have him eat 2200. The next week, 2400 calories all week. Week three, he's going to eat 2600. Week four, 2800. And we might even get crazy and say, Hey, man, let's do a fifth week and let's get you to 3000 calories. Now, We have some new expectations, just like we had the our expectation in the first phase, that pre-diet phase, is to really optimize our metabolism and build a little bit of muscle and make sure we're eating enough food that we have some room to diet. In that diet phase, our focus is very singular in that we are focused primarily on fat loss while maintaining the muscle. We don't want to lose muscle. We just want to lose fat, and now when we're in this reverse diet it's almost a mirror of that pre-diet, right? We are slowly adding some calories and what we want to do is re-optimize our metabolism and we want to get back onto that muscle building. So as we're slowly adding these calories in, our theoretical guy here, he's starting to feel better, right? He's getting a little more energy in. He probably has more strength and feels stronger when he's in the gym. He's able to lift another rep every time and he's getting stronger. So if he does this right, We don't want the scale to move a whole lot. Remember, you're concerned about the scale. I am not. As long as we are building muscle and not fat, we are moving in a healthy direction. And when I say healthy, I mean healthy for your longevity. So you can turn 50, 60, 70, 80, as 90 as your best, strongest, most vital self. But along with that, when we add muscle, we are absolutely affecting our ability to maintain a lean healthy body all of our life, right? So those of you that are like, well, I just want to lose this weight, this is your best shot is to add this muscle. Muscle is your fat loss friend, right? If there were a magic bullet for long-term fat loss and body composition maintenance, it's 100% muscle, right? So that's why all the focus is on, we're talking about muscle and metabolism. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that our guy that we are we dieted down to 2,000 calories and bringing it back to 3,000 calories, he doesn't need to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, not even close. And you ladies you don't need to look like she hulk we're not talking about bodybuilding in that sense of the word we're just talking about adding a little bit more lean muscle mass okay all right so that's really it on our post diet phase is we want to slowly add in calories to get back to these new maintenance calories and i think you're probably tracking with me i think you see where i'm going here If you end your diet, and we're going to use my hypothetical guy as an example here, at 2,000 calories, that guy doesn't have a whole lot of room to live his life. In other words, when he goes out on date night, he should probably avoid the dessert and probably shouldn't have a glass of wine. He probably needs to order a salad, right? But that guy at 3000 calories as his maintenance calories has got more room to live his life. He can go out on date night, order what he wants. Hopefully it's a nice, healthy, maybe it's a steak and potatoes and some vegetables. He can have a glass of wine and by golly, at the end of the night, if he wants a dessert, he can have a dessert. He has room to do that when he's at a healthy amount of calories. So keep that in mind that when we talk about a post-diet phase, really our goal here is to end eating enough food that your metabolism will support. So remember, he's eating 3,000 calories, but he's not gaining weight. 3,000 calories is his maintenance, meaning if he eats 3,000 calories every single day, he doesn't gain or lose any weight. That's his maintenance. That's where he wants to end a diet not eating 2000 calories, not eating 1800 calories. You ladies, you don't want to end your diet eating 800 calories. That sucks. You can't live there. Okay. And I want to finish talking about this post diet phase by talking about healthy habits, because really the trick here is that we're changing habits permanently, right? So I've got some good news and some bad news when it comes to these healthy habits that we're now developing. The bad news is that it's really, really hard to get fit. And the more out of shape you are, the harder it is. Not going to sugarcoat it. It's a long journey, right? If you're 10 pounds away from your ideal weight, you've got a six-month journey ahead of you using this framework. If you're 20, 30 pounds, you've got a year long journey ahead of you. If you got 50 plus, this is probably a multi year. You're probably doing this for a while. So that's the bad news. Depending on how far out you are from your ideal body composition, you got some work ahead of you. The good news is, is that we've just laid this all out for you. And here's the even better news. Once you get there, once you, meaning once you've achieved whatever it is you consider to be your ideal body composition, it's really not that hard to maintain. So we've just spent the last three weeks basically talking about a pre-diet phase and talking about a diet phase, talking about a post-diet phase, saying that, hey, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, you're probably going to have to run that framework multiple times. And that could be a year or longer, depending on what your goals are. And all that doesn't sound great. But when you get there, think about our guy, right? He ended eating 3000 calories and that's his maintenance. And he's got the body that he wants. Now that is sustainable. Him ending his diet at 2,800, 1,600 calories is not a place that he's going to live the rest of his life. It's just not. He can, no matter how much willpower, determination, grit, motivation he has, sooner or later, he's just going to say, screw this. It's just not worth it. And he's going to fall off the wagon, right? Okay. So I want to talk just for a minute about this lifelong maintenance of this new body. Yes, it's much easier when you when you arrive there and you've done your post-diet phase correctly. But the number one indicator to me, it seems like of lifelong success is that you learn to fall in love with this process. You fall in love with healthy living. You fall in love with nourishing your body with healthy foods. You fall in love with moving your body in healthy ways that serve you. If you treat Eating and exercise as just some odious thing you have to do in order to get this goal of, say, losing weight or having a, a lean, healthy body. It's going to be tough to stick with long-term, but if somehow you learn to fall in love, and I'm not saying you need to actually love every, you know, every minute of working out and eating healthy, but you do have to fall in love with the results and how you feel. And there's an element of self-love and self-care that goes into this. I just kind of want to leave you with this. All right. So let's wrap up here and I want to pose the question to you. We've just spent three weeks talking about this framework. We use this by the way, with all of our clients, why don't more people do this? Or maybe you're somebody who says, well, Hey Kev, why, (laughs) how come you're the only person I've ever heard talk about this? And here's why, as we've just discovered, this is kind of nuanced and complex so let 's just talk about marketing one hundred one if you want to market something in other, in other words, if you want something to be sellable, if you want to sell something in order to effectively market it, the two most important things are as you 're marketing your offer are to make it simple and to make it fast and we are very conditioned to simple and fast. As you just heard, this solution is neither simple nor fast. And this is why programs like, say, intermittent fasting or keto are so popular. They're really, really simple. Intermittent fasting, just eat between noon and six. Pounds will fall off you. Now, maybe they will, maybe they won't. And that's almost certainly not lifelong sustainable for you. But there you go. It's really easy. I just explained to you what intermittent fasting is. You just eat between 12 noon and 6 p.m. That's it. That's your only rule. Just do that. Or something like keto. Only rule, don't eat any carbs. None. Or very, very tiny amount. Really simple, really easy to convey. And I can say, hey, you'll get some results. But most people who have tried those things aren't currently doing them any longer. It's really hard for sustaining lifelong, right? And then we move into the next stage up are programs like Weight Watchers or Ozempic. And again, those are fairly simple. Here, just... We assign points to food, you eat these foods, when you hit your points, you're done, you'll lose weight. And they're right, you will, because what they're doing is you're eating, if you're a lady, you're probably in Weight Watchers, you're probably eating about 1,100, 1,200 calories. You're a guy, you're probably eating about 1,400 calories. Yeah, you're going to lose weight eating like that. You're eating like a rabbit. Do you want to live your life like that? But we want easy. So compare my, my offer, right? So I sell this offer, compare my fat loss, muscle building framework with something as simple as say intermittent fasting. And you'll see why this framework's not more popular. Why more coaches aren't there trying out there trying to sell it. I mean, for crying out loud, compare it to a Zempic. for a thousand bucks a month. I give you this little tiny injection. Boop. You take it once a week, bam, you lose weight. It's really simple. It's really fast. But it's also, it's a thousand bucks of, whether, I don't know if that's important to you or not, but it's a thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Cause as soon as you stop taking that, that weight gain is going to come back, but it's really easy to sell because it's simple and it's fast. So. Uh, this is really hard to sell. I'm not going to lie. And when it comes to marketing this, this is why I have a podcast to describe these things. And this is why I like long form content, you know, like the emails and the podcast and blog posts, things like that, because it allows us to have these more subtle discussions. And it allows me to reach people that are open to hear this, right? Not everybody wants this. They're thinking, oh, well, wait, did you just say really that I'm going to lose 10 pounds in six months? That's, that's, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound great at all. What about six minute abs? You know, sell me something that's quick. Sell me something that's easy. That's not what I do. And so that folks is why you probably don't hear this that much. Now I'm here to tell you, there are tons of Fabulous coaches who maybe they don't use this exact framework, but they use something very, very similar, right? You'll hear metabolic restoration phases, metabolic optimization phases, um, pre-diet phases. You'll hear named different things, You'll reverse diet phases, but really good coaches use a similar long-term framework. We're just few and far between, to be perfectly honest. So that's why this is a little bit more of a hard sell. And it's why, frankly, I'm not driving around in a Rolls Royce today. But there's always feet pics. It's my understanding that people are getting rich selling pictures of their feet online. So I'm maybe considering jumping in there and kind of subsidize my coaching business. So if anybody out there has got any tips on getting started, hit me up. I'm looking for someone who perhaps pays by the inch or maybe by the shoe size so I can put these size 12 dogs to work for me. So if you folks see me rolling around in my Rolls Royce, you're going to know exactly what's up. It's probably not the coaching that I'm getting rich on, but it's going to be these feet pics. All right. All joking aside. I just want you to consider taking a long-term view of building a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life. And I want you to consider this. You can have it all. You can eat as much food as you want and within reason, obviously, and you can have the body composition that you want. You can have your dream body and still live your life. You can have date night. You can have dessert. You can have the occasional glass of wine. It's not going to, not going to derail you. And. This reminds me of something a brand new client said to me earlier today. She told me that she loves how she looks at her goal weight, but she hates how she feels. And I thought that that was very succinctly put. In other words, she can diet down to where she looks fabulous. She's got her dream body, but she hates the way it makes her feel because she's eating like a rabbit and she's doing five crazy boot camp workouts a week in order to get that. That's not the way, that's not the path. So there you go. You deserve to have the body you want and to feel freaking fantastic and to live your life. And if you're someone who would like a personalized plan and a guide to help you on this journey, hit me up. It would be our honor to work with you. Just shoot me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com. And we'll have a quick conversation about whether this program is a perfect fit for you and your goals. And if at the end of that conversation, we both feel like we're a good fit for each other, we'll get started right away. Okay. That's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you folks can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 239. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons. And for you podcast folks to please give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platforms you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong.